Today's sponsor is Audible, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free 30-day trial at www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP. Welcome to another episode of Serially Obsessed. I'm Daisy Rosario. I'm Dipti Sarawip. I'm Layla Carrillo. And we're here to talk about cereal. But in case you are not aware, let's make one thing very clear. While we are talking about cereal, the Serially Obsessed podcast is not produced, affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Serial Podcast. Additionally, the views, comments, and opinions expressed on the Serially Obsessed podcast by us three goofballs do not necessarily reflect the views of the producers of Serial. And why would they? Because we don't know them. We make a podcast where we talk about their show. But we just have to get that out of the way. You know how it goes. Hey, guys, welcome back. We're excited to chat. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Guys. A lot lot has happened. Kind of a lot of updates since the last time we did the the show. Like the minute we dropped our episode last time, like all this other news came out like right away. Including the Dawn Bomb was the first one. The Dawn Bomb. Exactly. And then there was all the like stuff about the cell phone towers actually like not being understood the way like to the point where Sarah Koenig even posted on the serial site itself. Uh, it was like the first right. post she'd done in a while. Um, and then the most recent and most stunning news of all about Adnan. I mean, Dipti, I feel like you should explain that. I don't okay. understand. So <laughs> what happened was the courts decided that they would listen to Asia McLean. And so she's going to testify. Oh, and- snap. And so so they're going to give her a chance to see if the, the prosecution um, should have put her on or should have like or the defense, you know, the defense should have let her on. And from this comes two things. There can be there can be a possible new trial if the court decides that had Asia testified, the outcome would have been different. And what this goes to is prosecutorial misconduct that's involved mm-hmm. because of the way that Yurik handled Asia and mm-hmm. and um you know like kind of told her not to testify but there's, then there's right. also the ineffective assistance of counsel line where um you know uh Goots should have put her on the stand as well you know like Goots could have made her their witness their alibi witness right. but also like Yurik could have made her witness because that's that goes into the whole Brady Brady violation things that we talked a lot about I think during our judge episode when Sharina yeah. was on and and what uh-huh. that means is the prosecution has a duty to give all exculpatory evidence meaning they're required to reveal evidence that's against the state's case just that's how the law works you know right. that's you can't just like whatever. hide stuff because you want Correct. to hide it. And, right. and so, you know, these could be Brady violations or could be prosecutorial misconduct involved. There can be um, ineffective assistance of counsel involved. So so Asia's testimony means a lot. Like there's but a I mean, lot is this, of. Dipti, like because I mean, we're getting a little technical, but I just want to be clear. Like, is this kind of like the biggest real news in terms of like Adnan's actual like case and like legal potentially something could happen yeah well i mean they tried to do the ineffective assistance of counsel arguments before but but this is the most compelling the fact that the court said we're gonna listen to asia that opens the door for many avenues for adnan to get a new trial yeah and then in addition to that the court i think it's because of susan's finding about that cover sheet on the cell phones 
on the cell phones, right? Because I was about to ask. Yeah, so so because of the fact that incoming calls are considered, you know, that that the expert said that the incoming calls may not accurately tell you where the location was, they're going to open that whole wormhole up in in court. So yeah, right. So. But the and so well, what it says exactly too, like the quote. Oh, and actually, before we like um, get any further in this, there's one thing we usually do at the top of our show, which we didn't quite do just now. Although oh. hopefully it makes sense to you. Is like this is just know, a cold open. This, this is a time, cold open. We're going oh. hard, and then it's going to be a really strong cold open, and the rest is going to be downhill, like just like SNL. Um, but <laughs> I just wanna. I'm like in a spot where like I'm over SNL because the whole Trump thing, but that's a whole other story. We can get to it later. Well, you were already over SNL. Remember, you made fun of me because I sometimes watch viral videos. (laughs) Sometimes watching really popular videos (laughs) online. I uh, did not watch one video from the Trump one because I was like, I just don't care. No. Yeah. But so here's one thing that we haven't done is just to explain. And again, hi. If you are, I'm going to speak to the person who might need this information right now. If you are listening to this podcast and you do not know the core basis of like why these three people do this podcast i'm gonna explain it to you but everybody else is like duh totally duh there you know but the point yeah. is um what drew us all together to do this podcast besides the fact that we are friends who are already performing comedy together is that i am a public radio producer so like serial was like whoa game changer in the industry it's so interested to see like how they were talking about it how they were forming it putting it together and dipty i used to be a criminal prosecutor in brooklyn so um that's my she explains interest. the legal ease that's right and then layla the legal ease um i am a, a media skeptic media person that just consumes all kinds of media and I also f- kind of fell for the crazy phenomenon that sort of you know all of a sudden people were like hey what are podcasts and, yeah god um, <laughs> also just and you guys the were resurgence. like we knew about podcasts but now this yeah. sounds like can we exactly and also the resurgence of like true crime stuff I mean oh, yeah not that true crime ever went away but I think I love true crime stuff oh yeah all of a sudden people were like oh yeah true crime forgot all about it yeah like, yeah it you was guys, always my favorite um, genre as a child true crime <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was way into it. Can I tell you, I've never um, thought about anything about true crime. I think like, a yeah, I find it interesting, but it's never been like, you know, I'm into the suburban malaise genre, but I've never yeah. thought I'm into true crime. Oh, no, I was I like, I, I, I think when I was 12, I read the book The Westies, which is all about the Irish mafia in Hell's Kitchen. Um, oh, and it's just fascinating. So like good. I was always reading stuff like that. I was always like really fascinated by true crime. And if you've never read the Columbine book, no, uh, that is a fascinating read as well. Ooh. So yeah, I just I, I mean I don't I don't like to celebrate it, but I think right. actually that's what's interesting about reading the long form of it. It really wants to understand it and like talk about the factors that led to things. And you know somebody's really put stories together after the fact. And those things I find right. really really interesting. Which, again, yeah, I mean, part of why Serial was so fascinating. I remember making the choice to finally, like, I'm hearing about this thing. Let me listen to the first episode and just being like, oh, man, okay, now this is what I'm doing. Right, right. Hey, it's Daisy, and I just want to take a moment to tell you about today's sponsor, which is Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free 30-day trial membership. So you just go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP, and you can browse the over 180,000 audio programs that they have available. You can download a free title and start listening. It's super easy. So go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP. That's audiblepodcast.com 
forward slash SOP to get started today. Now, you might be asking yourself, why Audible? And, you know, Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazines, and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. So there's also this incredible range to the things that you can get. It's not just, oh, I want to listen to an amazing work of fiction, or let me have somebody read some incredible narrative nonfiction to me. Both of those are great options. But also, like, did you know that you could listen to something like a play. Like I know Dipti and I have talked about how we love Bobby Cannavale before on the show, and you can actually listen to The Motherfucker with the Hat, which is a play that he did with Chris Rock on Broadway. That's available on Audible. It's crazy what they have available. It's really amazing. And I also want to make a recommendation. So why don't you check out the book, The Lufthansa Heist? You may have actually just heard about it a little bit in the news. There was some new stuff going on with this case. There was this is also a really famous crime that was documented in the movie Goodfellas, and they actually have the audiobook of the book The Lufthansa Heist. One of the writers is Henry Hill, who's the main character in Goodfellas. You can check that out on Audible. Just check it out if you guys have a chance because it's a really, really dope offer that they're doing for us. So again, if you are a serially obsessed listener, you can get your free 30-day trial of Audible by going to www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP. Check it out. Thanks. But to get back to kind of what we were talking about, you know, all this, which Again, Dipti being the lawyer among us. That's why she was explaining mm-hmm. stuff. But I do have the quote pulled up from this cover sheet on this um, cell phone information that we were talking about. And apparently there was a cover sheet back in the faxing <laughs> times. The faxing um, times. And so there was a quote that was on the cover of the, the fax from AT&T that included a bunch of the cell phone information. And what the quote says is, outgoing calls only are reliable for location status. Any incoming calls will not be considered reliable information for location. And I can't say his name. Waranowitz? 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 He was the expert who testified in, the cell phone expert who testified in Anand's case. And he never saw that cover letter. Like, Yurik showed him the information, but he didn't. He showed him the rest of the facts, basically, but not the cover letter. And so... Yeah. And it's very possible that Yurik didn't see it either. Because, like, who reads... I mean... Yeah. I would argue it's their job to read the fine print, but... You know. Yeah, I don't think... I mean... But, yeah. Who's ever... One, like, even now... I mean, I click on license or like agree to the terms and licensing of whatever it is. Oh, I mean, don't we all? Because like, you know, we have like to. who reads yeah. it? And it's so frustrating. Yeah, but now this guy says that he doesn't stand by his own testimony. So basically, like, in right. case you missed like this little tidbit thing. of news, the guy who was the cell phone expert in the trial no longer stands by his testimony. And, right. and while we talk about how the cell phone tower stuff is the most boring, mind-numbing aspect <laughs> of serial. It is right. literally what the prosecution's case hinges on. Right. So that's how they establish their timeline. Huge. I mean, yeah. I mean, we know now, at least I'm on the side of the pro- the prosecution's case was completely bananas. I mean, Hay wasn't even interviewed the day of the like of the murder, you know, like for the yeah. TV news. Like, I-, I know that it's all wrong, but there's going to be appeal after appeal, whatever the court decides. They're they're probably not going to have a hearing. They were saying an undisclosed, like, until probably 2016. And then right. whoever loses is going to appeal, and then there's going to be more. So, you know, it's just going to go on and on and on. But yeah. 
But this is, is real movement, right? And something that was, people movement. kept trying to actually make movement start, but it seems like they were hitting walls. And now this is like actual, you know, forward yeah. momentum into some kind yeah. of possibility. I do want to tell, point out my favorite aside that I saw online. Vulture wrote about it. And I love that like on the side under the picture of Adnan, it says like, having a new hearing will also allow the press to get an updated photo of Adnan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says it on the side. That it like, cracked me up. Hysterical. I didn't notice it the oh, first time, great. but you know, we always review things kind of when we're getting ready to have our podcast recordings, and it was so funny to me. It just felt like, of course, Vulture would find a way to snark a little bit on, right. on the side. Sure. They were like, "Thank you, yeah, Vulture." Maybe we'll finally know what he looks like now. Ugh. I mean, have <laughs> we seen? I feel like we've seen a photo of him after, like a recent photo, like within the past five years, right? I don't know if it was in the past five years. I, I know we definitely saw post conviction, like a couple maybe of like like he was him like in prison, but I don't know how recent in. in prison. Yeah, he was just more filled out or something. Even though it's like well, as it's you will do, f- yeah. But that's prison food. Well, then again, he's like the chef extraordinaire there. So right, he's making barbecue sauce, guys. Exactly. Don't forget about that. Um. Yeah. yeah so huge, huge, huge developments, and yeah. Oh, and yeah. then okay. Obviously, let's just talk about Don. The Don bomb, yeah. We didn't talk about that the last time. Yeah, we kind of heard that something happened, but we weren't too aware. Right. We had released the episode, and then all of a sudden there was like, oh, shoot, Serial Dynasty, now called Truth and Justice, just revealed this big bombshell about Don and his mom and his stepmom and lens crafters. Yeah. So basically, um, Don... Uh, has lesbian stepmom and mom, and the mom... Right, that's what that would mean automatically, kind of, with the two moms, but yeah. That is correct, <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> Wait, so um, is that... So is that... Um, is that confirmed, though, or is it just that he has a stepmother who lives with his mom? Okay, Layla, I want to believe that Don's ex-wife and Don's lover that he cheated on the ex-wife with are just besties and live together because that is the way more interesting story <laughs> that would be an interesting I mean, dynamic at some like point I, they both came to hate the husband legitimately and just, like, you guys that together. sounds like a chuck Lorre sitcom just waiting to be written so <laughs> chuck Lorre, go ahead there and start go. writing it's my two dads updated right. for criminal 2015, women 2016 they're criminal women my two moms. My two moms. <laughs> just um, getting together to try to like establish an alibi. Establish an alibi. Who is just seemingly not as into his cards. teenage girlfriend as she was into him. I have to tell Correct. you, while I was like reading all of this, when I came to the conclusion, obviously, that, oh, they're, the women are together, I was bummed. Like, I was like, ugh, that's, that makes sense. I wanted it to not make sense and be insane. Wait, so hold on. Where did you, where did you confirm that the, that the moms are lovers? together? Lovers? Yeah, the that they're lover moms. the grossest word ever. Because um, I, I didn't find that anywhere, unless you're just, like, putting that together. I think that people said it was obvious, and then I was like, oh, yeah, duh. I don't know. Like, I mean, it's not that people said... They were dating per se, but it was just the logical conclusion. And again, I wish that that weren't true because I want them to just be besties in hatred because that's so weird and interesting. But it totally makes sense if they're just together and dating. Hmm. 
I'm just thinking about the shift in the world that like, you know, we went from a time where two older women would live together and we'd be like, they're friends to like, now we're like, oh, they must be, they must be a couple. Like, I think that's a nice change. They're clearly a couple. (laughs) They're clearly a couple. But that's the thing. Like, I don't, I, okay. So I read very minimal amount about uh, the Don, the Don bomb stuff. Um, Don bomb. And so I couldn't, I couldn't find anything where it was like, I wouldn't immediately be like, they're lesbians. You know, <laughs> I I wasn't either. I didn't think. No, that. I think it was. It, I think it was like checking think, on it. If I remember what I read, um, it was like people checked on it after the fact and saw that like her registered address for years has been the same address as his mother. Right. And you know they were looking at like all of that stuff. So, I mean, ah, okay. Really, it's very much. It has a lot to do with kind of like the way that, um, the time cards and stuff and like the number, the, the like employee numbers and stuff like worked at the time. And things like that, right. but yeah, essentially, which was like, also weird because apparently he had like a different set of numbers, which yeah, like was, it, a, according to other lens crafters employees, was like that's not a thing that happens. You have right. one employee ID number, and that's it. It doesn't matter if you're like working at the regular lens crafters that you work at or right. some other location. I mean, I think that the most important part of it is basically like, what do we think of lens crafters like employee handbook in 1999? Like, how do we feel about it emotionally? I think is what we really want to get at. Um, <laughs> how people, do we feel about it emotionally? How do we feel about the way they ran their employee clock in clock out system? Like, that's what I need to know. You know, like that's, that's yeah. where we're at. I mean, the thing is the last time I worked at a clock in clock out, facility was probably end of high school so like exactly 1999 <laughs> so many years ago exactly 1999 um but i can tell you this i worked at a i worked at a pet store uh and that was not an orderly system no it i was really, at barnes and noble you know? that year and that was not an orderly system either yeah so i mean do i fault uh, lens crafters it's like no it's just that's the retail game son that's yeah. how it is you know it's disorder <laughs> ride or die that retail game time cards get real crazy and you, you know, never know nobody's keeping real tabs on things true and then it's like what if you were trying to work around it you know like what if you oh I feel like that kind of stuff system? happened yeah oh I feel like yeah. that kind of stuff happened all the time like I would I would be on the schedule for Monday and then I would come in and be like I don't want to work Monday like I'm doing something and then they would mark me as working but somebody else would take my shift this sounds like a mad shady place to buy a parakeet like what is going on in this pet store yeah what pet store yeah well pet store was it uh I think it was like a pet smart or something I can't remember like a petco or a pet smart (laughs) okay so you guys here's my question for you yeah do you think Don killed hay what are your thoughts at this very I mean, moment based on I don't whatever know. we know? You still don't know? I mean, I think the time card thing is weird, but I definitely wouldn't be like, right. it's him. Just yeah. kidding. You know? Totally. I don't know. Like, Don always seemed like like a mystery that I wasn't that worried about, I guess. You know? like um, there, I think it it's just because seemed... he was just so late on the scene. Yeah. But also, to like, me. it seems like a pretty extreme response to, like, a girl being potentially more into you than you into her. You know what I mean? Like, there just didn't seem to be as much of a motivation from the little bit that we knew other than right. 
she the only thing that there seemed to be was like maybe she was more serious about this than him which still seems like a lot of it just seems like not a great reason or if it is a good reason like then it comes a little later after you've tried to disconnect and it hasn't worked but like immediately like, right. i don't know it just seems like shocking that you would immediately realize like oh this person oh this girl super this into me, me. Like, i will murder let's them. get rid of her like, yeah right yeah 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 that's true and then i think originally my whole thing was this is crazy why like this girl goes missing and then the guy that she's dating and mm-hmm. her ex-boyfriend who both seemingly are like we love her like they don't reach out to try and find her but i guess like the more I think about it, I'm like, oh, well, he's older and they were only dating like what, like a month or so. Like they hadn't been dating for right. very long. Right. So I'm like, oh, maybe he was just sort of like, oh, she's gone. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to remember if like, did we ghost back then? Maybe we did ghost yes. a little. People ghosted back. I don't people, know. People, have people been ghosted, ghosted back then too. For- uh, all of history. Time immemorial. Right. right. Time Ghosting yeah. existed well before social media. The internet yeah. worked. That's yeah, the right. internet like texting. Yeah. Right. Um, it just, right. People just feel it more now because they're like watching Correct. the because little you answer can, bubble not come up. Because you can see yeah. the person online who ghosted you. Right. So it's like, you're a really Correct. shitty ghoster. Like, <laughs> right. It's like, oh, you ghosted me. Like, now this is official. You, but, you were okay, just so, at a restaurant. Like, you know. Um, This is what I think about Don. Okay. <laughs> um, when I read the news, I thought he killed Hay. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then just hearing a typical you, like immediate dip reaction. Yes. I know it was him. Day, no analysis so needed. Thought he killed Hay, and like the who the he is changes, but she has thought many many times he killed Hay. I did not think about it too hard. I was like done. Mystery solved. <laughs> um. Just now, you made me realize, oh, perhaps uh, that might not be the case. It is true that he was the boyfriend at the time. So it's possible he fudged his card because he knew that obviously they were going to go after him. That doesn't That's mean true. that they yeah. killed that. He, he could have also been her. a defensive measure. Yeah. Just come like, oh, right. Shit. My fucking girlfriend was murdered and they're going to come after me. Um, he may have been right. a fan of true and crime and been like, you know what? They always go after the boyfriend. Or, guys, better theory, it wasn't Don who was into true crime, but his moms because oh! the ladies love true crime. <laughs> That's and true. they're like, son, we have to protect you. Yeah. And then mom and stepmom get together and are like, okay, go and like, you say that he was at, uh, right. what is it, like the Owings Mills Mall that day, and you yeah. changed that time card. Layla. Well, because it's very reasonable that in 1999, these women would have been fans of the show Homicide Life on the Street, created by, perhaps, by David Simon, who is the creator the of The least, Wire. At the they watched a <laughs> bunch of episodes of, like, Unsolved Mysteries, and oh so they Oh, my God, there was so They're much like, Unsolved Mysteries on, and a lot of there was also, mysteries. like, early Law and Order, you know, early like, law original order. Law and Order, a.k.a. the best Law okay. and Order, and uh-huh. you never know. This is a good full circle back to our first episode where <laughs> Layla's reverse racist against white women <laughs> loving true crime. Reverse racisting. That no, I'm just saying, like, la- I think ladies in general really do love true crime stuff. <laughs> I really do. I should go and look at the numbers the funniest- because I'm fairly certain that, like, what is that called? Like, Discovery ID or whatever? The, oh, yes, the that's channel a channel that basically now. Yes. is just like, yeah. And I guarantee you that the majority of their demographic is, like, women. 
Oh yeah. I've like, never women like my grandma. My grandma I've... thinks like everything's gonna go wrong all the time, and I love her, but it is intense. And like she doesn't even have cable, so I know she's not watching Discovery ID per se, but like she's finding some she... weird stuff to watch. Was she watching yeah. Murder She Wrote in the eighties? Maybe. I don't I mean like I spent a lot of time with her then, so I feel like I would have I haven't really watched Murder <laughs> She Wrote, so probably not as much, but like I mean, I definitely remember watching like Unsolved Mysteries as a family and stuff like that. And she's Unsolved like, Unsolved Mysteries who's, like, was always so convinced good. something's gonna happen. So yeah. good, right? Unsolved the Mysteries. The reenactments. Ugh. I mean, any show the with reenactments. reenactments. Oh, can get I mean, it. I cannot believe that the Jinx was so good, but like they had reenactments. Like, aren't reenactments for bad TV? <laughs> like, I don't know. You don't, I mean, I, I think I think reenactments back then though were not considered bad. Like now. We see them and we're like, these are terrible. I think even my but ten I year old, think... I think even my ten year old self was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> this well, some of them are just so poorly acted, is the thing, right? Because it's like they're not acted. reenacting what happened; they're reenacting their overly dramatized version of it. And I think the Jinx actually didn't over dramatize them. You think they oh. dramatized them? No, didn't. Didn't like add an a, an even crazier layer of dramatization to the reenactment. It was very much like here's a figure moving in a room. Like, it right? Was like, they didn't even show faces. Right, yeah, it was all yeah, like, it was here is a, like, B-roll and stuff. Here is, is a silhouette. Be, is there going to be, like, a Jinx season two? I've never read anything more about it. I mean, I was obsessed with it for, like, a week. Yeah, I think you I have to find it. another Jinx, you know? Because that guy right. was supposed to, the idea was that he was the Jinx. Like, right. like if so you it's... married or got close to him, something bad would happen to you. Right, right. So now we have to find another person who's a jinx. And then the and he's just like maker of the jinx has to money. make a fiction movie about them so. first. And you know what? That, yeah. It's going to be impossible. There can't be a jinx season two because how are you going to top that ending? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so, okay, it was a one That was crazy. It was insane. That ending was really bizarro. Yeah. yeah. It sucks for the people who haven't and it's seen like, it. And it's yeah. also, there's a part of me where I'm like, oh, this ending, like... Like it's well, too, I don't know. Like it's too good to be true. Yeah, it was like too per. Like he he forgets that he's miked. I'm like, oh, who forgets that they're miked? It's like 2015. Dude was but mad I, awkward I, though. Crazy awkward and yeah. I mean, I mean it, if it was, I don't know. Well, that it kind seemed of... a little like wow, wow, wow. This is a big. I'm not saying it was. Uh, I'm not saying it was staged. I'm just saying like, this is a crazy coincidence that right. this would happen it's too yeah. crazy to be believed like i just can't believe well we well, straight up as Go good ahead. as it was like those episodes they were a little longer than they needed to be because there were so many like elements that were added you know mm. like things like the reenactments and stuff and i don't think yeah. like it was well I... done but it was also like okay do yeah. you think that they because i my whole feeling on it was like oh they could have been less episodes but i think they wanted to stretch it out into an entire season as opposed to like a mini series or something totally i felt basically yeah i felt like there definitely could have been fewer episodes like i was like all right cool i didn't think any of these things i just was eating up every moment i watched it all in one day and i was (laughs) like i was like oh my god and i was freaking out yeah because i didn't know about it i mean now if you're gonna watch the Jinx at this point, you probably have been told it's a great show and why. Yeah. And so sucks for all you newbies who haven't seen it. But yeah, I mean, by the time I'd seen it, I'd heard a lot of the stuff. It was still compelling. I mean, they definitely knew how to. Oh, be you compelling. you found it still compelling? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's what that is one of the brilliant things about the way it's put together. And I think, you know, I'm actually very big anti-spoiler about most things. Me um, too. I just don't like to know stuff because most in part because like I have a really good memory 
And then I'm, like, noticing stuff that I wouldn't notice if I didn't yeah. know certain things. And it just, it does affect the way I watch stuff. But ultimately, like, if something is done really well, that doesn't mean I won't enjoy it. It just means I won't enjoy it the way I would have enjoyed it the first time without knowing Correct. stuff, you know? Yeah. Right. I don't. Even I just like to be able to have that, that option to have the first time without knowing it, you know? Right. Because, granted, like, the ending was, like, a big you know a big bomb reveal but for me like the crazy thing about the jinx was that the way he got off on that trial like Mm -hmm. in that moment I'm like the world is insane but also like god these lawyers really are super clever right yeah because the thing is if somebody is telling a story really well like the big one reveal might not be uh, just the only, like it shouldn't be the only thing that's there if it hinges all about around a reveal and this is why we have all come to hate M. Night Shyamalan movies it's like if everything right. hinges around one reveal and nothing else interesting is happening well then that's a exactly. failure if there is yeah. a reveal and the storytelling and like the way it's put together is really strong otherwise then you can totally right. like still be into it you know yeah. Um, yeah. absolutely so you know yeah. because the, the truth is like that that case that case where the lawyers essentially were like yeah he killed this guy but it was like a weird self-defense thing and like so then he got scared and bizarre. chopped his body up and then yeah. threw him in the river like oh my that's God. what anyone would do right ladies and gentlemen of the jury and they were all like <laughs> yeah i guess that's what we would do cool right. case closed bye like see Sorry. you later You're so right <laughs> and crazy. then he would literally end up there just because he was crazy enough to be like i'm a millionaire but i'm gonna steal a sandwich oh wow from a Vons, right? It was like Vons or something. It's like not even like a good hungry. supermarket. Like he needed, he needed more. It's like you're right you're a rich dude. Go to like a fancy supermarket. <laughs> He's like, nope. Uh uh-uh. uh Um, you guys thinking just like uh thinking about clever defense attorneys. We need to talk about Goots. Okay, I mean, goots. I love talking about Goots. Um, yeah. So chat it up. So. I was laughing really hard at the beginning of the undisclosed episode when it when Susan said it was 1922. I was like, oh, my God, Layla's going to lose her mind because like everything because they're so thorough in all of their everything that they say. And it's like, wait, the Goots episode is starting in the 20s. <laughs> like we're going what way back going in on? time. But like anyways, I thought that episode was so interesting Going back, I didn't hear the- this episode. So, so they went all the way back into Goots's history, like when yes. she was born, like when her family yeah. first emigrated to the United States. Like, what is going on? <laughs> what do you mean they started in 1920 something? Yeah. So, so basically, the year is 1922. Christina Gutierrez <laughs> was the child of immigrants from South America. They first came here when there was a dictator toppled. I literally thought that's where it was starting. The part of Christina Gutierrez is played by Rita Moreno. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you guys, I saw Rita Moreno this week, and she looked amazing. Oh, I sent you guys that text that I was in the same room as Pitbull. It was amazing. Oh, we need to talk about your Pitbull experience. Yeah, I don't know why that selfie, why you haven't posted that selfie, because it's literally like the Latino version of the Ellen selfie from the Oscars. It really is. It's like, we couldn't get close enough to Pitbull. Pitbull left really quickly, but we did get a picture with George Lopez, and we watched Rita Moreno um, dance with uh, Danny DeVito. So all in all, it was a really great night. Oh my God. Yeah. Nice job. That's amazing. Okay, you guys. So undisclosed 
went back into Goots's history and just to like explain where she comes from, you're gonna die because basically she <laughs> she she didn't go to college right away. She had some boyfriend who was really abusive. Her family was garbage and not nice to her. Like she had a hard upbringing and her, then her boyfriend became abusive. You can hear that in her voice though, you guys. I that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, There's a but, lot of pain in Goots's voice. So she had a um she like she stole something and she got convicted and she hid that conviction. She ended up she ended up being so disillusioned by just criminal justice or whatever and she became like a very political person. Mm-hmm. And then she ultimately went back and went to college and then went to law school. When you get licensed as an attorney, you have to pass the character and fitness exam. So you have to be uh, not like a felon and you have to like there's all these things that you have to there's hoops you have to go through after you pass a bar exam. Um, right. So if you have any shady past, it's possible that they can um, say, no, you can't be aware she revealed she had a different last name because she had taken her boyfriend's last name when she got the conviction. So she wasn't going to necessarily be found out. Um, but she told the committee that she had been convicted of shoplifting a pet at larceny. And they actually had to vote. It was like a four to three vote. Like they were like, ah, no, she hid this for so long. She shouldn't be an attorney. Um, mm. and, but then like the majority said, but she came forth with the information so that speaks volumes blah 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 anyways she ended up becoming a lawyer she became a public defender and um, then she left that and went into private practice had problems with her partner in private practice but was like really really good at what she did and so and also even in the last addendum they interviewed people who knew her and they really just explained what a phenomenon Goots was in the criminal defense world and how she right. was groundbreaking in her um, in her method and her like her, she was creative and how she defended these people and yeah. they gave examples of it and it was astounding you know um, she really cool. was phenomenal and now she I gotta was, listen to this episode. Oh yeah, me too. Was, I'm like, oh man, I want to hear the history of Goots episode I, for sure. Honestly, yeah. it was really, really interesting. Okay, so then she adopted two kids, right? And what? Yeah, she adopted two kids, and then, um, but she just constantly worked. All she did was work. So she would like on a Saturday spend the day with the kid, then have the babysitter come, and then she just go work until like dawn. And then spend the Sunday with her kids. And she just, oh, and I'm, so I'm thinking, this must be super crazy for her kids. She adopted them in like the 90s. So I was wondering how old they are. So Well, there was a thing by one of her sons. Yeah. That was yeah. in the Baltimore Sun. Correct. Like, earlier in this year. So I didn't, I didn't know that. And um, so he, he knew that his mom had MS. Mm-hmm. And the question is, so they, she moved her kids to her parents' house or something. And mm-hmm. oh. she said, oh, I'm moving them to my parents' house because I'm getting death threats because of my job. Oh, my. But the question oh, wow. is, did she move them because she needed assistance because she had MS? 
because oh right um, right right because right. you start to kind of lose your marbles after a while and can't keep up with everything yeah so and this is or like i mean the other possibility might be that do you think that maybe she was just like i don't want to believe that i'm sick so i'm just gonna say that's like, part of it yeah like right well in the late 90s and this has to do with or she believes that she's just hiding it because i mean a lot of right, people when you develop those late stage it. diseases you know it's hard on people yeah it's like yeah. i don't want to worry my parents yeah. so i'm just gonna be like oh i'm getting death threats here take my kids and that's because i can't yeah and that's like a question and she obviously her identity was her job she was the top like one right. of the top five criminal like not just top five criminal defense attorneys or top ten um, in Baltimore, but for homicides, for murder right. cases. So this is giving um, me a couple things. Anyways, in general, like I really want to check out this episode now, and I love that we're getting this like fuller picture of her. But I do yeah. want to point out that like as much as we made fun of her voice, I did feel like like in serial. You know, you know that when you talk to people or when you read comments online, I think you know that like you can tell that people don't pay attention to every detail. But I mm-hmm. did feel like Serial made it seem like she had been a pretty amazing lawyer who yeah. like somewhere towards the end stuff kind of fell apart and whether it was just right. because of her disease or whatever. So, you know, as much as they talked about ineffective um, counsel, like I always, you know, really did take what they said and like it right. sounded like she had been amazing at some point, but like maybe for various reasons things had kind of like falling apart towards the end there so this sounds like a really cool episode that i want to check out and also and, yeah you know, and also listen- i'm actually downloading it right now as we're speaking <laughs> also um listen to the latest addendum because they talk to people who knew goots and they right. talk about what she was like and what she what her kind of reputation was what she was like in person they talk about her voice Oh, and they said something really interesting. One thing that Goots did, I don't know why I just found this interesting, but one thing Goots did in a trial was she did her entire closing argument standing behind the defendant so that the jury couldn't oh, look would away. Have to would see, have to look right, at okay, him. Right, would have to stare at him. or Stare or at her. him the whole interesting. time. Interesting. Yeah. And, and it's just like she was, and these are only a few of the things. Just listen to the episodes. They're, like she was... Oh, and right. so then the son, um, when he was interviewed, he actually studied uh, neurobiology or some stuff because his mom had MS and he wanted to understand. Oh, yeah. And so it's just, it's very touching. Like, we make so much fun of Goots because her voice is insane. But well, we really came around but to I Goots, think I, too. Again, to I think it's always like, yeah, it's always like a loving... Because, I mean, yeah. we call her Goots because we really ended up... <laughs> Loving her as a, oh God, I don't want to say like as a character, character because but yeah. they're not yeah. a character. I but, but I mean, like, that's what people do actual... become in our minds. I, yeah. I totally get like the uh, reluctance to like use that term, but at the same time, it's like it's weird, exactly, almost to not. Yeah. But I love the humanity, not just that was like presented, like with which yeah. serial was like presented. But I also like I love humanity in comedy. You know, I love yeah. the idea that I can make fun of something, but it still doesn't exactly. mean that I'm completely disrespecting it and I think that's actually right. probably like a lot of where my line lies for what I don't enjoy you know same with journalism I'll see people like report on things where they're like you know as if there's some like specific expectation of exactly how a human should behave and I'm like nah that doesn't really work for me like you yeah. know yeah humans are humans and that's like we're complicated creatures complicated um, creatures with many all facets. of this is really is making me want to watch like some kind of legal movie and <laughs> I need recommendations now. Like, what oh. legal movie am I watching now after this? Like- I have to tell you something, and this is going to sound mm. so lame, but I still stand by this. 
I really love The Devil's Advocate. I'm not the joking. Devil's Advocate. I'm not I joking. I haven't seen oh, that yeah. one like since it came out. Like it it is a I I know it's like it goes into like just supernatural crap. <laughs> but I right. I truly <laughs> love The Devil's crap. Advocate. But that's not like hinging on the legal. That's more just crazy. I mean, but do- but do yeah, that's a good the firm. Like, what do I want to? Oh, I mean, the I firm watch. was phenomenal. I need to rewatch it. Let's ask our listeners if you have Guys, yeah. what legal movies. What are the best legal movies? Legal movies. Yeah, legal that's what movies. I want to know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I can't think of another one. I don't know. A few good men, but I don't want to watch a few good men. Can I tell you? No, something? don't watch a few good men. I've never <laughs> seen a few good men. And I feel like I, a I don't think you're missing weirdo. anything, honestly. Really? I think you're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, feel like you're I'm not. missing not. a part of just like I don't exist in the world fully because like, <laughs> I haven't watched A Few Good Men. Should I watch The Lincoln Lawyer with um, oh God. McConaughey? <laughs> Is that supposed to be good? Uh, I don't know. Well, that was part of his McConaissance, so maybe it is. Oh, good. yeah. Well, anything oh, was from the McConaissance. Yeah, that was that was in the midst of the McConaissance. Uh, I as do far love as, a McConaissance. As far as TV goes, I want to say one thing, and that is we were talking about the jinx and how it was too good to be true in terms of interesting the ending. Right. That's kind of how I'm feeling about Nathan for you. Is it too good to be true? I've never seen it. It is my favorite show right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's Dip and I were talking about this um, the other day. Um, it's phenomenal. It's comedic I, okay, brilliance. I, so I just read, um, and I think this was done a while ago, but he had done an interview with Split Cider. And um, I, I mean, he just basically goes into the fact that like he's not really well known. He can still kind of go under the radar. And I relative think it kind anonymity, of, as it were. Relative mm. anonymity. Um, yeah. And so it kind of functions in that same like Ollie G universe where it's like, okay. You oh, just, yeah. Um, Nathan doesn't find these people and become the first face that that person sees. Mm-hmm. So Nathan ends up being like the eighth person down the row of a bunch of other production people that oh. sell it as like a reality show or sell it as like, oh, this is like a pilot we're doing. And so there's a bunch of like legal production-y things that you can do to sort of circumvent like, oh, hey, this is a show. It's called Nathan for You, you know? And so. Oh, interesting. Um, I need to read that yeah. article. Yeah. You need to send that. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I've never watched it's it. A, it's good. I mean, I it literally is one of the only shows that legitimately makes me laugh out loud. And I think going back, like circling back to what Daisy said, I think the reason why I think it's so funny is because you are like you're finding these like slice of life weirdos where you're just like, oh, right. Like there's just a lot of weirdness in the world. You just have to open your eyes and like I love the world is so weird and it's so funny. And like, I don't know. I know it sounds like kumbaya you guys but it's no like, but it's like no but i thought it's funny in the, the world. funniest thing kind of me. formally left like comedy it's like i was like do i want to pursue comedy as a career or do i want to do journalism now and like part of it is just like i was like the world is like i i still you know we still do stuff on the side and like i still love comedy and like will always keep it a part of what i do in my life because i love the way it makes me see the world and like all that stuff but yeah. ultimately i was like the world is interesting enough like i just don't like i just don't right. 
person there's so many things I just want to find out and know that like yeah. that's where I chose to spend my time you know right I totally you know, know and also just like getting people's stories I mean it's just love so it. bizarre like the thing that the thing that's always really tickling to me is like and I don't know I don't know Daisy if you go through this maybe you don't but like every once in a while I'll go through moments where it's just like uh, everybody has like the same story and then like there's that one nugget where you're like oh no 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 oh, no, yeah. no 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 like everyone has like their own silly weird thing that either like I don't know like determines who they are as oh, totally. humans or just like I, and then it's just like oh my god this is what makes like yeah storytelling <laughs> and like getting people's stories from like so teaching exciting. storytelling I would say most of the time a lot of people who don't choose to put themselves out there as performers like a lot of them just don't even realize what's weird or interesting about themselves correct which yeah. is like really right. fun because I've taught storytelling both to people who are like I want to be a storyteller and I've also taught it via like outreach classes like like the moth does like outreach to communities that are not really asking to do it but they're maybe part of a program that wants to give them like a varied um experience and so they'll be like why don't you try this but yep. it's not a room full of people who are like i want to get up on a stage and there are so many they would always tell me the most fascinating things and Crazy they'd be like stories. i don't really have a thing yeah. and then they would tell me something and i was like are you serious like all the time right so i think right. that's totally real and true yeah, absolutely and i have to yeah. tell you the, the the kind of people that for example nathan um picks he it reminds me of people that like of the t- small town I grew up in where people don't pay attention to those people. And I've always realized I'm like, those people have a story too. And I mean, most of them, you know, maybe they're not interesting, but the fact that some of them have something to say, if you drag it out right. of them is <laughs> right. Uh, has, uh, and that's why like, I will become friends with anyone. It turns out a lot of the people end up being boring and I'm like, uh, whatever, but <laughs> I'm determined to think that everybody has a story. It turns out yeah. that yeah, not everybody does, one. but like, that's why, like, I, I have a lot of friends because I'm like, everybody has some interesting facet to them and I'm determined to find out what it is, even though they seem... Find out what it is. Even though they seem <laughs> so plain and simple, I'm like, something right. makes this person tick. But so, anyways. As yeah. we're wrapping up then, it sounds like what we're saying is... um if you are listening to this, you should be watching Nathan for you. And you yes. should also be sending us recommendations of court movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what we want. We're, t- we're giving, we're giving you a recommendation of Nathan for you. And we're asking for your recommendations on court Correct. movies. And where you can send that information is you can hit us up on Twitter or at our Gmail address on Twitter. We are serial obsessed pod. That's S E R I A L O B S E S S P O D. Our email is serially obsessed pod. So like the full title of the show with the word, pod at the end and that's at gmail.com and you can hit us up there because we do love to hear from you and we're still reading stuff we're just not always mentioning all the stuff we're reading but you guys are dope right we're getting some cool stuff mentioned and we love our listeners yeah guys there's a lot of really great emails that we've been getting and tweets thank you so much tweets read all of them and i love them and i want to give um another just thank you to undisclosed for doing such amazing work all of them yeah they're unbelievable they are they really are unbelievable and i kind of talk about it's become my passing joke of like anytime i i see something that's like mildly convoluted i'm like i want susan to look into that yeah i want susan (laughs) to explain it so that's kind of where we are susan you get on that (laughs) on serial's website um where i said that sarah koenig recently acknowledged the whole like cover letter thing um she also said like that the announcement is coming soon about when so hopefully we will know soon when season two is starting and we can get back to weekly but in the meantime, right. yeah, it's, like this. it should be starting very, very soon. And we will um, yeah. talk way more about cereal than Nathan for you. 
Yeah, but we right. will keep up with like everything that goes on with Adnan's trial like, as yeah. well. And oh, and then like I think the next season stop. is also being streamed on Pandora, so there'll be like an additional weird media thing right. that we'll also unpack. Yeah, we'll like talk about that. And so, yeah, guys, so hit us up at those addresses and thank you all so much. As usual, we yeah. appreciate it. So, all right, ladies, we'll chat again soon. Thanks right. for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. And thanks once again to Audible for sponsoring this episode. If you want to listen to it, Audible has it with more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. You'll find what you're looking for. Get your free 30-day trial today by signing up at www.audiblepodcast.com forward slash SOP.